again for the third time this season and for completely different reasons, safe to say, none of us were expecting this. All football cancelled as a mark of respect in the wake of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, resulting in the only crowds gathering this weekend standing solemnly lining the streets of Aberdeenshire as her cortege passed by with Her Royal Highness Princess Anne following on in tow. A surreal set of circumstances and memories we may not have again in our lifetime. So with that taken into account, clearly a much shorter podcast episode for this week, as we don't have any action to look back upon, and we're throwing tentatively forward to a weekend of fixtures which may or may not take place either, but at this point we're working on the assumption they will. All that being said, hello, I'm John Mellis, and welcome to episode 48 of Petodre PS, the predominantly Dons-based podcast, featuring not just the Dons' first team, but a look across the age groups and genders at the club. And we focus on the respective progress of Cove and Peterhead too, as well as the North East local representatives in the Highland League and juniors, and not just football, but any sport making headlines in the northeast of Scotland or featuring someone from the northeast of Scotland. Joining me for this journey, as always, David McDermott and Andrew Shiny. So here we are, recording this episode on the morning of Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. Looking ahead to the match against Hibs at Easter Road. What have you made of them this season, Andrew? Another new manager in the former Lee Johnson, and he's already had to have surgery since coming into the job, although gallbladder operations aren't necessarily incurred as a result of your team's performance to date. Looks to me like they, they started as a bit of a basket case and they sort of maybe picked up a bit from there. Should they be performing better than they have? Probably on paper, yes, they should. But you have to bear in mind that like Aberdeen, they're a work in progress. Um, there's a lot of new faces in at Easter Road, just as there are at Petaudry. I think the difference has been that Aberdeen have had more of an impact from their new players which, in all honesty, they would have to have because it's virtually an entire team of new players at Pataudry, uh, than, than Hibs have had. Um, Hibs will still be a dangerous side, but I think the recruitment at Easter Road hasn't been as good as it's been at Pataudry. Um So Aberdeen will go into this game with a fair degree of confidence, I'm sure. You mentioned that this they started off, their League Cup campaign was an absolute disaster. Um, you know, off the field, on the field, everything went wrong for them. Um, but in the league, they've shown when they got their draw against Rangers that they can never be underestimated at Easter Road. But then they go and lose timidly at Livingston. They did win against Kilmarnock last time out, but bear in mind they played against 10 men for 79 minutes plus of that game. And you've seen what Aberdeen have done when they've played against 10 men. They've won 4 1 and 5 1. That's what you would possibly have expected Hibs to do to Kilmarnock, but they didn't. They held on in the scrape through by a solitary goal. I think it's it's a difficult game to call because of the number of new faces that there are on both sides. But I'm sure the way Aberdeen have been playing in recent weeks, they will go down there feeling good about themselves, probably feeling better about themselves than Hibs do. Mm. Do you see the Dons causing them problems at Easter Road, Dave? Yeah, I do. Um, but equally, we've got to watch out for Hibs. I mean, Andrew, Andrew's covered it well there. Um, by all accounts, the 10 men of Kilmarnock were very unlucky not to take something from the game a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, you know, if you keep Martin Boyle quiet, th- that really nullifies Hibs, Hibs as an offensive side. I mean, he made a great impact when he started, but the last few games has been fairly quiet. But, uh, no, it's as Andrew said, it's a difficult one to call, but I do think Aberdeen will go into the game probably more confident than Hibs, despite the fact that you know both teams are on the 
on the back of winning performances. I do think that uh, Hibs, you know, the, the loss to Livingston, the, the the lack of confidence seemed to carry over against Kilmarnock. They got through that one against 10 men. Um, but, you know, keep 11 players in the park for Aberdeen and hopefully we'll have another three points to talk about next week. Is it as simple as stop Martin Boyle, stop Hibs, Andrew? Um, it often looks that way, doesn't it? Sure. Um, they've, as I said, they've brought in a, quite a number of new faces. The boy Yuan plays up top, looks quick. They still don't have Kevin Nisbet, obviously, because of injury. Christian Doidge has been shipped out on loan, so they don't have that physical presence up front. And I think... You know, Martin Boyle is one that definitely needs to be looked after. And it's a thing that we've sort of highlighted about the Aberdeen defence. You know, blinding pace can be a problem, as it is to any defence, let's be perfectly honest. So I think it's important that you, you stop the supply of ball getting out to Martin Boyle. But he, he has blown a little hot and cold. He's had the two high points of the equaliser against Hibs, the equaliser against Rain, uh, against Hearts, I should say, and the equaliser against Rangers. But I'm not convinced that he's firing in all cylinders just yet. He's parboiled. Um, He's parboiled. What a dreadful Very good. one. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, we know that he's dangerous, so you've got to keep an eye on him. I think it's more about what Aberdeen do in the game that we should be concerned about uh, rather than stopping Hibs. I don't think Hibs are that great a side that you have to pinpoint three or four players and say, see if we don't stop them, we're in big, big trouble. Martin Boyle definitely is one. Ewan Henderson's a clever player. And as I've mentioned, Ellie Ewan up top has got pace. Um, so you need to keep an eye on them. But it's it's about what Aberdeen do with the ball. And they're going to have to make a change, obviously, because of Leighton Clarkson's suspension. I don't think Conor Barden's fit enough to be considered just yet. But it gives an opportunity to somebody else to come in in midfield mm. and... It's going to be an interesting one to see the two respective starting 11s and then try and work out, you know, who are the key battles, mano or mano, that need to be won before one or other side can take a, a decisive hold in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you both mentioned, there, there's not actually been an awful lot in the games today. They've got a draw with the Hearts, a draw with the Rangers, they beat Killy, they lost narrowly to both Livy and St Mirren, not conceding too many, but equally... Not scoring all that many either, Dave. Do you see either of those markers moving much when they play us? Can't see it, to be honest. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it'll be fairly tight. And I think only one goal will decide it either way. And I'll give a prediction later on. Hmm. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I can guess what that's going to be. <laughs> as you mentioned, Andrea, Leighton Clarkson out for this one and the the game against Kilmarnock now as well. I'd assume a bit of food for thought. I mean, a couple of injuries still through the middle of the park for us. Does that mean a start for Dante Polvara, maybe, or a slight change of shape, perhaps, Dave? Possibly. I mean, Polvara he, he didn't do himself justice in his outing when he started earlier on this season. Uh, to be honest, he's been pretty well protected since then. So you do realise that Jim Goodwin, he doesn't like to make too many changes. So I think there will just probably be the one change. But, you know, whether it's Povara, he's one of the options he's got. He could change the round a wee bit, play one of the front men that like that is possibly, you know, able to play in midfield as well, further, further back. But, you know, as Andrew said, it'll be, you know, work out the permutations when you see the, the 11 lineups in that 
that's the case for both sides of a siest. Okay, assuming it all goes ahead then, Hibernian versus Aberdeen, three o'clock this Saturday. How do you see that one going, Dave? 2-1 Aberdeen. Andrew? 1-0 Aberdeen. Oh. That's what I thought Dave was going to say. Yes, I know you <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, this is this is weird. I've got this funny feeling we said roughly the same thing for the Rangers game, and I'm going to say 2-0 for the Dons again as well, which is what I said about Rangers. Uh, we'll see. Uh, next, to AFC women who should have played Hibs this weekend passed, but obviously that was cancelled as well. And they sat out the weekend before, but should retain encouragement from finding their best form of the season in the match before that, losing only narrowly to Glasgow City away. This time out, they face Spartans Ainsley Park. How do you see that one going, Dave? Well, it's one that, on paper, Aberdeen will quite fancy their chances. Um, you know, they, they know Spartans pretty well, and likewise, they, they know Aberdeen well. So I think there's been some encouraging signs recently in the performances, not necessarily the results, but I'll go for a, a 2 0 victory for, for the Dons. The under-18s uh, improved their defensive game no end against Motherwell at Cormark Park last time out in a 1-1 draw. What's happening this week, Andrew? Well, they were due to have travelled to Rangers last weekend, or last Friday, um, but that was obviously called off because of what's happening in the world. And it's the first round of the Scottish Youth Cup this weekend, most of the games on Friday. It's been very difficult to try and find out what the draw is for that, but I did eventually, digging deep into the SFA's website yesterday, find fixtures and Aberdeen aren't playing, so they must have a bye through the first round. So it's another free weekend and uh, then they'll return to league duty uh, the following week. So it's it's been a, a, a pretty stop-start stop period. Start, yeah. um, and you're, you're often not sure, you know, how good, bad or indifferent that is. And we will see from the, the first team performances uh, because it's been stop-start. The Rangers game called off for obvious reasons. Hibs you play then, and then you've got the international break. Mm-hmm. And once again, not so, no surprise to see that Steve Clark's party for the games contains no Aberdeen players because uh, I think Ross McCrory's our only Scottish player now starting 11 these days. And he's, although he's probably knocking on the door of the squad um, with his current performances, he's not quite there yet. Um, but um, as far as the 18s are concerned, a bit of time spent in the training ground will probably do them no harm whatsoever and they'll be ready to hit the ground running we hope um, whenever this enforced layoff from action ends uh, into the championship and uh, and Cove Rangers starting to find a bit of form at home last time out against Hamilton Aki's drawing 2-2 and if they'd had a bit more luck and been a little tighter in defence they could have taken all three points of all the clubs to miss out on the weekend because of the postponements Cove one of the really unlucky ones because they were scheduled to play Dundee at home on live TV. And I just think, Dave, if they'd had that chance to sort of rise to the occasion, they probably would have. And maybe it would have turned around the course of their campaign so far. This weekend, back in the road, away to Partick Thistle. How do you see that going? Tough one. Obviously up against Harry Milne for the, the first time since his move from, from Cove to Partick. Going to be very difficult, to be honest. And yeah, you're absolutely right. The Dundee game was very disappointing that it had to be cancelled and uh, hopefully it'll be on TV when it's re- reorganised, uh, rearranged. But uh, as far as Saturday is concerned, I think if uh, Jim McIntyre's men, who have obviously signed Kyle McClelland, the defender uh, on loan from Hibs, who have played against Cove last season for Rangers B in the SPFL Trust Cup and also played f- uh, for Falkirk when he was on loan from Rangers, but he got, he got released 
and then to Hibs and now to Cove on loan. So again, Jim McIntyre starting to uh, trying to add to to bodies in the in the squad. But as far as Saturday's concerned, I think if he, they get a share of spoils, he'll be quite happy. For Peter Head, Andrew wondered aloud last week if perhaps a fresh set of eyes overseeing the squad at Balmour might be for the best. Rock bottom of League One on only one point. Maybe they dodged a bullet last weekend when they should have faced second top FC Edinburgh. This coming weekend, although early in the season, a relatively crucial game for the Blue Toon as they welcome the club just above them in that table. Newcomers Kelty Hearts to Balmour. They can't afford to let Kelty make any more ground at this point, can they, Andrew? They could be in real trouble. You're absolutely right there, John, both in terms of the game on Saturday and the game that they missed because FC Edinburgh would have been coming into that match in the back of a fantastic 6-0 win away to Airdrie. Now, there's not many sides beat Airdrie 6-0 and certainly not at uh, the Penny Cars Excelsior Stadium or whatever they call that place nowadays. <laughs> um, and they're, they're trying, like the juniors, to get as many words into a title, yeah. I think. Um, but, uh, no, I think um, Peter Head's They'll know that they're in for a tough time against Kelty Hearts because they won well against Falkirk. They have strengthened uh, the arrival of Nicky Lowe, ex-Aberdeen player, of course, from Arbroath on loan. So it's a tough one for, for Peter Head. But you're right, they, they cannot afford to allow a bit of blue sky or black sky um, to appear between themselves and the sides up above them in the table. So I think they'll be going hell for leather for all three points this weekend. And I hope that the the local support get behind Peter Head and they, you know, it could be a turning point for them in their season if they can get the three points this weekend. Yeah, hopefully they can kick on. Uh, in the Handel League last time out, Brecon remained top on 21 points with a three-point advantage over Bucky and Brora. For Martin in fourth, two points further back, current champs Fraserburgh in 15, along with newcomers Banks Adi. A uh, break from the league campaign this weekend for the first round of the Scottish Cup. The early kickoff at 12.30 sees Genefield Swifts take on Brecon City. Uh, in the other matches, two all-Highland League ties, Banks Adi taking on Turf United and Lossiemouth up against Bucky Thistle. At the full fixtures like this, Banks of D versus Tariff, Carnoustie Pamir v Rothis, Civil Service Strollers v Fraserburgh, Devon Vale at home to East Kilbride, Dunbar United versus Clack, that's some trip, Vermont United versus East Stirlingshire, Forest Mechanics v Glasgow Uni, Hillebeath Hawthorne v Inverurie Locos, Keith against Cumnock Juniors, Lossiemouth take on Bucky Thistle, as I mentioned, Nairn County at home to Drum Chapel United, Camelon Juniors travel to Strathbay Thistle, and it's Wick Academy versus Lochie United. In the juniors, Dave? Oh, we've a, a game on Friday evening, uh, alongside against Buckinghamshire Hearts in the Championship. Focus, main focus on Saturday is the Girl League Cup semi-finals. Say Colony Park take on East End in Inverurie, and Cooter travel to Rothy Rovers. So, And I think that will be a, a difficult one. I think Cooter will probably squeeze through, but it's certainly not going to be easy. Kevin Beaton's got Rothy playing very well indeed. In the Premier League on Saturday, Bridget on Thistle, who are not having a great season at the moment, at home to Ellen United, who are. Dice entertain there in St. Denin. Maud go to Hermes. Montrose um, Rose Lee versus Stonywood Parkville and Stonehaven against Dufftown. And in the Championship, the leaders, Sunnybank, they're at Heatherifold, where New Elgin are the visitors. And that is pretty much it for episode 48 of Pitodri PS, a slightly more condensed version this week. We aim to publish every week on a Tuesday, if we can, always looking back to the Don's previous fixtures and ahead to the next. Please remember to follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could rate and review us, tell us what you think of the show as well. We'd be very grateful. Thanks for checking out Pitodri PS. We'll see you next time.